Hey guys, does capitalism have you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 77 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I delved just even further into my whiteness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I started playing tennis. You're playing tennis now? Oh, man, that's nuts. Love that for you. (laughs) Thank you. And my name is Lydia, and this week I had a party, and then I got (laughs) too drunk at my own party and fell asleep at 12.30. (laughs) So just a normal Friday night for Lydia, oh, except it was baby. a Tuesday. Except it normal was a Tuesday. Tuesday night for yeah, Lydia. Club going up on a Tuesday, you know. I decided to have a party on a Tuesday for all of my new friends who work in the restaurant industry. And I really wanted them to all, like, come over and have fun and, like, get drunk with them so that I could, like, get to know them even better or have blackmail against them. You know, all of the above. <laughs> and they ended up holding blackmail against me. And I felt... I was Guys, it was insane. I was so nervous for this whole party. And, like, I was scared no one was going to come and, like, then finally people started to show up and I had this stupid incentive that was like the first 10 people <laughs> the get The incentive a shot. wasn't stupid. The incentive wasn't stupid, but then my decision to do every single shot with the first 10 people <laughs> was stupid. <laughs> so yes, after that, that about like stupid. the fourth or fifth shot, I was already like fucking gone. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, it was just so fucked. I ended up at like 12.30. I was just like in my bedroom and I was just like, oh my God, guys, like I feel like I'm going to throw up. And so they gave me my little thing and like people were taking care of me and like people were cycling in and out. Like some people were coming and being like, hey, you okay? All this stuff. And then um, my crush showed up at 1.30 in the morning and I was asleep. So (laughs) (laughs) overall successful night. No, I didn't even make it. I didn't even Girl. make it to all 10 shots. So no, Girl. I was like, I was like maybe like four or five. And then like me and this one guest, um, we did like maybe three shots together. Like even though he was like the third person to show up, we were still like, let's go again. Let's go again. Like we were just having the time of our lives. So I really lost count. Such bad of, like, decisions. Were what made. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I learned a really important lesson though, because, okay, this was my first like party that I hosted at my house. Um mm. I'm like, I've hosted parties before at my parents' house, but, you know, it's not the same. So um, I was, like, really scared, and I was just, like, excited to have people at my house, too, and, like, to, like, have this whole party and, like, to be the hostess, right? And it's just it's just hilarious that, like, I was so nervous, and then it just ended up not mattering at all yeah. <laughs> because I was maybe just asleep. Maybe because you were so nervous that <clears throat> that happened, you know? You just yeah, maybe. wanted everyone to have fun, so you're like, I'm going to do a shot with every single person here. Yeah. I'm going to do I three with every single person. personal impression on every single person. Yeah, and then with that one guy, I was just like, you're special, and you get more shots than <laughs> the rest of them. So, oh. um, yeah. But, yeah, that's okay. You know what? I think I'm going to have to have a redemption party for this so. party. So... You know, keep your eyes open for yeah, that invite, guys. Honestly, at least, like, I feel like it's better to die at your own party. Because then at least you're already home. Yeah. You're not, like, throwing up in somebody else's bathroom. <laughs> That's you true. Know? That's true. Yeah. I already there. You don't have to, like, so... get in the Uber or, like, get in exactly, the car or something exactly. like that. Exactly. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> oh, God. And then one of my friends, um, she was just like, it is absolute party law that the hostess must get fucked up at her own party. And I was like, okay, I feel there a little better go. about that then. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Everyone's but people been still there. had fun. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think that, like, I was thinking, I was overthinking it a lot more than, like, I am now. And I've just discovered that, like, you know what? It doesn't really matter. Like, I've been to parties where the hostess got fucked up and, like, I didn't really care. You know, I didn't think of them any differently. I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, it's just one of those nights, you know? It happens to it the happens. best of us. It does. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. So, yeah, there will be another one in the future. Um, Looking however, forward to hearing about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will have to wait about a month. And it was nice because people still had fun and like I still got to hi- hang out with some work people like before I died. So still made a positive before impression and <laughs> before I passed away. And um, yeah, still looking forward to the next one. So yeah, maybe it'll go better next time. And also little side story here too. Um the my work crush ended up coming into my work for dinner with his sister the next day and then he left without saying goodbye and i texted him and i was just like you left without saying goodbye and he was just like oh haha like sorry i was just so caught up in my own shit but at least i didn't invite someone over and then fall asleep before they came over <laughs> so savage that so is savage especially <laughs> because he showed up so late like he showed up after the party was pretty much over like i get that parties <clears throat> normally go later than 1 30 whatever yeah they do but i also I feel like maybe he should have texted you to be like hey i got off work like <sighs> yeah he did is text the party me. still happening <laughs> i was so fucked up that i didn't get the message <laughs> okay you didn't get, okay but you didn't text him back to be like yeah come yeah i didn't text him back. maybe you true. not texting back was like a sign he good for him for still showing up though. I think that shows so. a lot of character. <laughs> a lot of balls. I probably would have. Yeah, me neither. If the I person didn't answer me, I would have been like, okay, I'm I'm guessing I shouldn't go. <laughs> they don't want me there. God bless. God bless them for showing up anyways, honestly. Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Yes, now uh, they can roast me a little bit. It's fine. Character building. Yeah bonding all good. for sure big all good character stuff. development yeah <laughs> all great stuff and yeah so how's my resident white girl doing <laughs> I, I would like to just her. i would like to just point out that it was not actually my idea to play tennis it was my partner's who is a brown man hell so yeah every day <laughs> i spend with my brown boyfriend i get a little bit more white Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he feels comfortable doing the white people things because he has you as like a crutch. He's like, well, I'm doing it for my white girlfriend, you know? <laughs> but maybe it's but secretly like really something he's always tennis. wanted to try. I knew it. I do feel and like I don't. I don't like oh. tennis, but like, I mean, I don't hate tennis. Okay, here's. Let's reverse for a minute. Here's the new thing. I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast or not, but I have changed my mentality around exercising. And yeah. I no longer work out, I exercise. It's very important to me. Um, so it's like part of that you know we like wanted another activity to do other than bouldering mm-hmm, on like the days that we don't boulder yeah yeah and he wanted high intensity cardio which i fucking hate so that's the <laughs> first bad sign um yeah so we've started playing we started playing tennis there's like a lot of courts around us that you don't have to pay to use which is oh, a new phenomenon so to me because i'm from ontario and you have to pay to use everything in ontario yeah like literally. if you're not part of the club get out yeah, I know. They fuck. just, like, maintain these beautiful courts and anyone can use them. That's sweet. So, yeah, we wake up and we, like, got our little uh, tennis brackets. We bike over. And then we play really terrible tennis. Nice. Um, <laughs> currently, the game that we're playing is, like, 
us versus the ball, not even <laughs> us versus each other. Like we we just try to we count. So every time somebody hits it, you go like one, and then the yeah. next person goes two, and then we just try to get to the highest number that we can. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Our personal best is twenty five. Oh, <gasps> that's great! That I thought you were gonna say like seven. That's good. Oh, it was that was once once we got to twenty five. The rest of them yeah. were very sad attempts. You know, <laughs> this morning, somebody actually like somebody that was really good at tennis. They walked in. And they went to, like, the court, not the one beside us, but the next one over. So there was, like, an empty court between us. Yeah. And then watched us play for about two minutes, <laughs> picked up his bag, and moved to the last court possible. He moved three more courts down. Why? He didn't even want to <laughs> be That's how bad we are. With he you. was like, absolutely not. I need to get as far away from these people as I can. He didn't even want your energy anywhere near him. He's like, you guys are going to make me worse at tennis. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you're going to be running into my game every three seconds to get your ball. True. True. Yeah, yep, so I feel that's like true too. <laughs> it's a lot more cardio for us than it's supposed to be because <laughs> we're running like we're after the ball. <laughs> yeah, as much as we do. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. We've only lost one ball so far. Yeah, that does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. I enjoy it a lot more than running. You know, there's like a goal yeah. to it. It's fun. It's a game. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Dude, good stuff. I'm going to try to get into some more exercise. Yeah, do it. Yeah. It's fun. Because it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good way to, like, let some extra energy out. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds nice. How did you lose the ball? Uh, Did you hit hit it it too hard? Yeah. And then it went into someone's backyard. (laughs) Oh. So we just left it. Yeah. We're like, we don't need that. (laughs) No. (laughs) We have two others. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to chat to you guys this week. It's my turn. Um, and this week I am talking about a uh, man. His name is Leslie Wexner. Have you ever uh-huh. heard of Leslie Wexner? No, I don't think so. Okay, good, good. I'm glad that you haven't heard of him because this will be good then. Um, and basically, good old Les Wexner is another person, or dare I say another man, that we could simply just do without. Ah, we don't need him. I see. Don't I need see. Him. Our second Midgley. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. All right. So uh, good old Wes. He's an American businessman. Um, or Les, not Wes. I call him Wes a lot because, like, his nickname is Les and then his, his last, last name, name is Wexner. Yeah. So if you hear me say Wes, just ignore <laughs> he's just, him. He's just <laughs> shipping I'm, his I'm first trying. and last name together. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so good old Les, he's an American businessman who was born in 1937. So he's real, uh-huh. real old. He's currently 84 years old. Dang. Um, he was born in Dayton, the war. Ohio. <laughs> oh, the, war. I, the war doesn't make an appearance in this. Oh. Maybe he was in the war. I don't know because he would have been like, he would have been a baby. Like 10. Yeah. Like yeah. when the war ended. So no, no uh, he wasn't, he wasn't a child soldier. In the war. That's not part of his story. Um, Anyways, he attended Ohio State University. And despite the fact that he was super interested in architecture, he decided to go into business. And he Hmm. shouldn't have. But he went, he got a degree (laughs) in business administration. Um, And then he tried to go to law school, flunked out of law school. Oh. And so after he flunked out of law school, he went to work in his parents' retail store. His parents were like, man, we're disappointed that you didn't become a lawyer. Hmm. But thank God 
you're here. Because they had not been on a vacation in 10 years. Oh. So they're like, Les, take over the store. We're heading out. And they went on vacation. Um, The store was actually named after him. The store was called Leslie's. Oh. So it was named in his honor, which is kind of cute. And it was like their family retail store. They sold clothing. Um, and then, so while his parents were away, he decided to put that business degree to work and mm. he took a look at their books and he noticed that they were losing a lot of money on higher priced, um, women's clothing, such as like jackets and purses and stuff like that, because there's a higher like profit margin, but people buy them less frequently mm-hmm. because, like blouses people buy like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so when his dad came home, he told his dad, his dad was like, I don't care, whatever. This is the way I do business. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you failed law school. Get out of here, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so Lex was like, whatever. If you don't appreciate me, I'm going to start my own store. So that oh. is what our good old friend uh, Les decided to do. His aunt lent him $5,000 and he started the clothing brand, The Limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in 1963. And so he called it Limited because of its focus on a limited amount of moderately priced merchandise, such as skirts, sweaters, shirts, um, which went quickly for less money and therefore would turn over a higher profit just because he was selling oh. so many of them instead of focusing on like, a couple Wait of a high price <laughs> Holy items. Shit. He focused on a lot of low price items okay. and it worked out really well for him. Yeah, it works out well for a lot of businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically fast fashion. Yeah, um, I was about to say, that's a yeah. very familiar business model to all of us. Yeah, so he created fast fashion. He might have been the father of that whole idea. Oh. <gasps> I mean, someone probably would have come up with it eventually, in my opinion, but damn. But he did it, so we can be The pioneer. But he did it, so bad man. (laughs) We met him. Um, So a year after he opened his store, his parents actually ended up closing their store to join him and help him out because it was going so well. Oh. A year later, he opened his second store, um, and then by the 1970s, they had 100 stores. Oh, damn. Becoming quite successful. That's quite um, And in doing well for himself, he started to buy some other major businesses and stores. Mm. And the first business that this man from Ohio acquired was Victoria's Secret. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, so he acquired Victoria's Secret in 1982. Um, so Victoria's Damn. Secret was started by another man called Roy Raymond. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wexner says that he was attracted to Victoria's Secret as a business venture because of the high quality merchandise and the Victorian decor of the store. Which oh, I don't totally what? buy that a man wanted to buy a lingerie <laughs> store because of the decor. Because, yeah, I the decor know. being the lacy underwear everywhere the and boobs? the mannequins. Yeah. <laughs> thing buddy and so when roy who was like the original founder of victoria's secret met uh wexner he didn't like him and apparently treated him like he was meeting the devil (laughs) wexner said um but then unfortunately like a year later whatever roy was facing bankruptcy and he called up les wexner Mm. and offered him victoria's secret um so he bought victoria's secret for a million dollars and by the 1990s it was worth one billion oh shit 
He really turned that <laughs> baby around. Yeah. Spanked her on my ass. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so. Holy shit. Um, it was after that Wexner had bought Victoria's Secret that it became known for uh, marketing items with the use of supermodels, which were called angels, and of course the fashion show every year. Uh-huh. So let's uh, take a moment to talk about Victoria's Secret. Let's do it. Why not? Let's fucking go. <laughs> Needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Victoria's Secret uh, basically presents models that are thin, tall women surrounded by opulent leisure. It's mm. kind of the lifestyle it sells. Um, it's kind of the definition of the male gaze. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, it's kind of become sexful. Sexful. Become successful. Sexful. Off of <laughs> selling women an image of what men want, um, and basically, like oh if you God. buy that product, men will want you too. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, yeah, presents wow. a male constructed image of female sexuality and heteronormativity as well. Mm-hmm. And during 2017. Kind of ironically, but not so ironically, during the Me Too movement, uh, the sales of Victoria's Secret plummeted by $600 million in that one year because of Me Too. Red flag? I think so. Well, well, well. (laughs) Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. The Damn. Like, I feel like I knew all this stuff, but it's just... When you're really spelling it out in plain language, that's just, like, like, re-shocking to me. I'm like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had the same moment last night. Um, Yeah, so this is basically because models started coming forward with accusations of bullying, uh, sexual harassment, and misogyny as well. Ed Razik, who was kind of, like, the head of Victoria's Secret. So, like, Wes owned it, but then he had somebody that, like, controlled the business, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so his name was Ed Razek, and he was basically the one that all of the allegations was against. Um, so he would try to kiss models. He would ask them to sit on his lap. Ew. And he would also touch their nether regions. Oof. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's so disgusting. At an employee lunch once, when, you know, they were, like, all eating lunch together, Razek got up and he stopped um, a female employee who was a public relations employee who was going for seconds he like stepped in front of her and started yelling at her about her body weight and told her to lay off the bread and pasta and basically stopped her from getting seconds she complained to hr um and then nothing happened so she quit a couple weeks later good for her good for her and then the former like top public relations person also lodged a complaint after Razek had left the company about sexual harassment that Razek um, did to her, <laughs> basically. And so she didn't trust the HR department because of everything that had happened previously. So she actually went to a former executive to lodge the complaint. And then when she came in the next day, they put her on administrative leave. Oh my god, no. <laughs> so no one is safe. You no literally cannot safe. trust a single person at this fucking establishment. Oh my god, that's really shitty. Yeah. At the height of um, the fucking Me Too movement, come on. I like know. you gotta know that that's gonna be I bad know. press. Like do it do it because it's a <laughs> good on. person thing to do, but also the PR. Like <laughs> fucking put your business cap back on, Leslie. Let's let's use some thinking, yeah. Um, executives of the business they tried to tell Wexner um, 
they tried to tell Wexner about what was happening. And instead of Wexner doing anything to Ed, the women who had complained received retaliation and were dropped from the fashion show. Oh, my God. This is why people are afraid of speaking out. This is <laughs> literally no why. makes no sense to me. <laughs> yes. And now even That's so more- crazy. Such a man's world. Such a man's world. That's so crazy that these people were like- we're like, like, hey, these, these women will my never. My boss tried they will to never. kiss me. They're yeah. like, go fuck. They're like, you, you're dismissed. You're actually so? dismissed <laughs> because like you're never, you're never gonna be rising to the top. Like this is never gonna be an issue because it's a man's world and like no man is ever if gonna have this to be top, an you issue. Gotta kiss him. Yeah, yeah, Ew. you gotta suck some dick Ew. if you wanna fucking get places. <laughs> um, Damn. One of the photographers. This this one really icked me. So one of the photographers, he was like the top photographer of Victoria's Secret. He was doing a photo shoot with a bunch of the angels and he convinced them to pose nude. Mm. Um, but posing nude wasn't in their contract. So Ooh, they didn't okay. get paid to pose nude. Like he didn't pay oh. them any extra to do this. He was just like, take oh. off your clothes. And they were like, okay, I guess this is what I have to do. Yeah. Um, And then... He made a coffee, he made a, like, a coffee table book out of their nude photos. This book oh sells God. on his website for um, 1800 to 3600 USD. Oh, my God. That's so They didn't get wrong. paid for it. They oh did, they did consent to their photos being in the book. He did ask them if he could put the photos in, but they yeah. did not get paid for it. And he sells them for a crazy amount of money. That's so And a lot of them skeevy. agreed to it because they thought that's what you have to do to be in the industry. Yeah. That's just yeah. like they agreed to it. I'm putting that in quotation marks. Like I don't I don't that's really know so if anyone disgusting. would agree to that deal. You can Yeah, to the deal post of like, my I'm naked sell your new body <laughs> and not pay me anything. And I'm not gonna make any money off of it, but it's just gonna be out there for everybody to see. Like, what the fuck? Ew, that's yeah. so disgusting. That's like the worst possible thing you could do with someone's nudes is put them in a book and then sell them for money. <laughs> like, what? It literally, like, yeah. literally, like, like, like the like worst what? thing you could do. Yeah, literally. Take like, naked we, pictures of you and make a book for men to buy. Ew, I'm guessing that's it's so men gross. buying. Oh, one hundred percent. But like, then it's like that. you know what they're gonna be doing with that book? They're just gonna be like looking at these Victoria's Secret models, like oh yeah, like jacking, jacking it, you know. Yeah. Ew. I wonder if they know yeah. the story, too. I wonder if they're just like, oh, they didn't know. Like, maybe that's, like, something that really turns them on or something. Because I imagine only yeah. freaks buy this book. <laughs> yeah. I, I concur. Like... <laughs> I concur with that statement. TikTok, I concur. Come at <laughs> I <us>. concur. <laughs> um, yeah. And so while most of the offenses were done by Ed Razek, he was kind of like the proxy of Wexner, and Wexner was aware of his contact and didn't do anything about it. And Wexner had also been overheard demeaning women before. Um, one specific example is when he got asked about like other brands starting to make moves towards like body inclusivity and body positivity. Um, Wexner oh, this, replied, "It's gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Let's <laughs> Wexner go." Wexner replied, "No one goes to a plastic surgeon and says, make me fat." That is what he said. <laughs> what the fuck? That actually doesn't so even make any him. sense. Though. <laughs> like what? I don't understand. He's basically exactly, saying like, that like 
body positivity doesn't sell. Like, people don't want to be overweight, so why would I sell the dream yeah, but of being people... overweight? Yeah, okay, sure, 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 sure. Wow, that's so fucked up. So for a really long yeah. time, like, damn, I'm so glad that body so positivity sells... is a thing because that's so fucking yeah. crazy that people used to just be like, you have to fit into this mold because there are no clothes for you if you don't. <laughs> like, you literally do not have a choice. That's so... Yeah. Oh, and wow. Victoria's That's Secret so is like doing sad. really terribly now. They closed, I think it was over 250 stores at the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. um, because other wonderful brands are coming out now that center around like female sexuality, not around yeah. the male gaze. They're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a thought. They're comfortable <laughs> and they're inclusive of real bodies. They're yeah, not like literally. profiting off of. And creating body issues, which is essentially what he's Seriously. doing. It's like, oh my god! No wonder my mom never took misogyny. me there until like I was old enough, you know? Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like that, that's shit. so insane. Mm-mm. And even looking at the store, like looking at the outside of the store, like I was, I was always mm-hmm. scared to go in there. I was never just like, ooh, yeah, this is what's up. I, know, I was always right? like terrified of going like... in there. Yeah. And then it wasn't until, like, I got older and I started, like, learning about, like, the male gaze and stuff that I was like, ooh, I want to go in there because I want to look like that because I want men to, like, like me, right? Yeah, like, like, mm as a a child who has no idea, yeah, exactly, I wasn't interested in that store, like, at all. I was actually Mm -hmm. terrified of it. (laughs) Honestly, even as I got older, like, sometimes it still would make me uncomfortable because it's almost like... They present such a body image of what hot is supposed to look like. It's like Mm -hmm. if I'm going in there and I'm not feeling like I look like that, I almost feel like I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. I'm like, maybe they, like, maybe I'm not, like, hot enough to be shopping here. I know. And I don't want to be like, I can have small boobs. Do you have a board? (laughs) Opposite issues. Yeah. Yeah. But still the same issue. (laughs) Like, it still is just very uncomfortable. I don't know if I should be here. Like, this isn't for my body. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, my my vibe, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the vibes are off. (laughs) The vibes are off. Yeah. yeah. So weird place, weird um business model. Totally. Weird and then men don't even go choice. in there. <laughs> What's the point of making it for the male gaze if yeah. men even I mean, feel so, uncomfortable yeah. when they're in there? <laughs> yeah, like who who's comfortable? Yeah. In there? Who? Is okay. it just less? Is it just less Wexner? Just, just less. <laughs> because of the Victorian decor? Yeah, so yes, the architecture. <laughs> God. Yeah, so he did that. Um, And he did a couple other things, too. So he also obviously owned, um, in addition to Victoria's Secret, Pink, obviously, because Pink is, Mm -hmm. like... By Victoria's um, Secret Secret. or something. Yeah, but for kids. Um, I've never really said it like that before. I've never thought... (laughs) But, like, it is for young girls. I guess so. Yeah, it is. It is. They have, like, different sizes. So Victoria's Secret for kids. Misogyny for kids. Yeah, literally start them Whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Um, He owned Bath and Body Works, the White Barn Candle Company. He owned La Senza, um, Express, and he even bought Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, well, that all adds up perfectly, actually. That's (laughs) crazy. 100%. I didn't do a section on Abercrombie just because I feel like it doesn't need to be done. Yeah, Um, no, I don't think so. There's a whole documentary on Netflix if you want to know about all of the crappy shit that goes along with it. But Mm. it's basically the same thing. They sell, like, thin white bodies. Mm -hmm. And if you're Mm -hmm. not that, you're basically, like, exclusive. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so he was known as the Merlin of the mall because he pretty much owned like <laughs> freaking oh. all the stores in the mall. Yeah. And in January of 2021, L Brand shareholders filed a complaint in the court of Chancery of Delaware that Wexner had created a culture entrenched in misogyny, bullying, and harassment. No surprise there. Wow. Here is one of the biggest doozies. I really thought Victoria's Secret was going to be the biggest doozy of this story, but <laughs> Les Wexner created Jeffrey Epstein. Wait, what? Right? How? Right? So, in the beginning of 1987, Les Wexner became a client of Jeffrey Epstein, um, and Epstein served as Wexner's financial manager. Oh. So, um, a little a little backstory to how this relationship came and how it's kind of sketchy. Okay. So previous to this, like Lexner's previous financial advisor um, had worked for him for like seven years, and Epstein contacted Wexner was like, "Hey, I have a proposal for you." So Wexner asked his financial advisor to go meet with Epstein oh. in 1989. Mm -hmm. So Harold Levin, that was the previous financial advisor, he was a little confused because <laughs> after seven years of working for, like, the Merlin of the mall, <laughs> like a billionaire, he had never heard of Jeffrey Epstein. And he knew, mm -hmm. like, everyone on Wall Street. And he was like, I've never, like, why would Wexner do, like, a deal with this mm -hmm. nobody, right? So he was like, whatever, I'll go meet with him. Um, and, like, his suspicions were further confirmed when he arrived at Epstein's office, and there was, like, no sign of it being a trading, like, operation. It was oh, just, like, okay. an empty office, basically, mm -hmm. with, like, a desk. He was like, mm -hmm. this isn't what the even, fuck? like, an office or a business <laughs> or, like, legit. I don't really understand what's happening. Um, Epstein proceeded to try to explain a currency trade that he wanted to do, and um, Levin said, and I quote, I have an MBA from Ohio State, and I did not understand a word of what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, this guy's off his fucking You're an idiot. Like, no. Um, so he, <laughs> Levin called up Wexner. He was like, hey, dude, don't do the trade. This guy's, this guy's weird. He doesn't know mm -hmm. what he was doing. Uh, Wexner did listen. He didn't do that specific trade. But then a couple months later... Um, Levin was surprised when Epstein showed up in Columbus announcing that Wexner had put him in charge of all of his finances. Oh, shit. So Epstein what had, like, fuck? somehow worked his way in. And so Epstein, like, has this thing that he only takes billion-dollar clients. Okay. Like, clients that their net worth is over a billion. But Wexner is the only publicly known client of Epstein. And it's possible that Wexner was the only client oh. of Epstein. It's possible that Epstein just conned his way in to be like, yeah. oh, I'm very exclusive. I can't tell you the names of my other clients. I only take on clients that have a billion dollars. Like, I'm doing you a favor by taking you on kind of thing. Oh, my God. That's so sneaky. Wow. I know. Um, Levin tried to protest to this, being like, this is dumb. This guy's dumb. <laughs> but Wexner didn't answer any of his calls. Oh, so no. a few months wait later... Uh, Levin quit and then and then Epstein proceeded to spread rumors around Wall Street that Levin had misappropriated Wexner's funds and that's the reason that he was like fired oh my god and Levin couldn't <laughs> get a job like his life completely fell apart he lost his home he couldn't even get a job working like on computers in libraries what the fuck what was the yeah, fucking point of that his life I don't Why? know <laughs> 
That's so, so extra, weird, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Epstein so petty for no reason. Wiggled his way in there Finagled and was petty for way. no reason. Yeah. Um, and the then dick. in 1991, Wexner granted Epstein power of attorney. And also instated him as a trustee on the board of the Wexner Foundations. Dang. In the mid-1990s, executives of the L brand started to raise alarm. Uh, he told They told Wexner that Epstein was abusing his power. Mm-hmm. And he was posing as a recruiter for Victoria's Secret models. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's, that's bad. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so they told Wexner this. They were like, hey, this dude is saying he's a recruiter so that he can abuse his power with the models. Yes. Yeah. Um, Epstein didn't really do anything. (laughs) He was like, okay. Ooh, that's fucked up. I guess at that point he was in too deep. He was just like, I can't fire this guy. He has power of attorney. He has information on everything. And like, there's so many other things going on in the company at this point. Like, Wexner is clearly not an ally um <laughs> to women like he's clearly yeah. like misogynistic like he bought victoria's secret and yeah he made it what it is like he demeans women too so i think yeah. he was just like whatever he's like that's fine okay <laughs> what do you he mean do- yeah <laughs> that's an issue <laughs> since he's when? recruiting people so <laughs> ew yeah um so an artist by the name of maria firmer contacted local and federal authorities in um, 1996 about a sexual assault that she experienced by Epstein and Gislaine. Is that how you say her name? Gislaine? Gislaine? Yeah, yeah. I think that's her name. It's the lady counterpart of Epstein. Isn't it like Uh, Giselle? Giselle. Maybe it's Giselle. (laughs) That's not at all how it's spelled. Oh. (laughs) It's G-H-I-S-L-A-N-I-N-E. I feel like it's Gislaine. Gislaine. Gasoline. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, yeah, you're her, probably right. Her, Go off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and so, sorry, they committed the sexual assault while they were on Wexner's property in Ohio. His home. It mm. was in Wexner's home that they did this. Fuck. Uh, nothing, I think, came out of that. Um, but then within a year, another official complaint was filed by um, Alicia Arden, who filed a complaint about Epstein posing as a Victoria's Secret model, and then sexually assaulting her at the same estate at Wexner's estate oh, in Ohio. Damn. Wexner pretty much largely turned an eye to all of these allegations. Mm-hmm. It was not until 2006 when Epstein was charged in Florida with multiple counts of uh, molestation and unlawful sexual activity with minors um, that less finally cut ties with epstein Ugh, yeah took you long and enough then, buddy in 2019 wexner claimed that epstein had actually misappropriate misappropriated vast sums of money from him and his family so epstein stole wexner's money basically <laughs> great he did what he accused the former financial advisor of doing wow <laughs> had been like siphoning money out of his funds for all of those years that he'd been working yeah. for him um, and yeah, yeah, now a lot of people are kind of calling for Wexner to be held accountable for the assaults that were done by Epstein using his property and his business mm-hmm, that he knew mm-hmm. about, yeah, he um, knew that he about has no it, accountability yeah. towards. Uh, so yeah, he created 
a lot of monsters. That's so <laughs> a fucked. lot of monsters. That's yeah. so fucked. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. And again, shit. he's the only publicly named client of Jeffrey yeah. Epstein. Yeah, I believe you. He probably is the only one. Yeah. That's so fucked. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of all I have for you guys. Um, yeah, that's messed about up. About Les Wexner. But yeah, he's just basically another person that we could have done without. The world yeah. would have been just fine without him. I don't know yeah. if he's actually done anything. He was a bystander. <laughs> in his life. Yeah. Me. I don't know if he was a bystander. Yeah, that's true. He was probably a little bit worse than a bystander. Kind of like enabled that's Epstein. so fucked up. And created like the culture of Victoria's Secret. Probably created yeah. a lot of eating disorders and yep. body image issues. Uh, wow, that we're still damage. recovering from to this day. Yeah. Oh, so God. thanks. Thanks, Lex. Thanks or so much, Les. buddy. <laughs> Lex. His name confuses me, okay? Lexi. <laughs> Holy shit. Ew. Les is also kind of like a, a gross name. Like, I don't know why, but now, well, you know, maybe it's because I have this, like, <laughs> knowledge now that I'm just like, ew. But yeah, that's really, really disgusting. Oh, my God. Creepy people often associate with creepy people. It's true. I I am surprised that it was this specific creepy person and that I haven't I heard of um, Leslie before in, like, any of the stories about, He's like, Jeffrey Epstein's come up. But he is such a villain. Like It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's so weird how, like, creepy people find other creepy people in the world, too. Like, how do you discuss, like, what creepy things you're interested in, you know? Like, how do you bring that up with someone? I've always wondered that. Like, Like, you're like, hey, so underaged women <laughs> underaged girls like what do you think buddy what's the vibe <laughs> yeah like how do you casually bring that up right because like so you have to assume that the reaction i i fucking hope and pray to god that the reaction for most of the people in the world is like mm. what the fuck ew no what's yeah, wrong with you but i is that wrong i i think it's wrong i fuck. think it's wrong maybe today it would be different but i think like when Epstein and Wexner like met was in the 90s on Wall Street where I feel like it was just like a general agreement that people like didn't care about women on yeah, Wall Street true. like it was a very like man's world like man men men that worked there they were like yeah women. and so I think that was just like a built-in assumption that you know he'd be cool with this we're this bros. Is fine. This is yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah. 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 I was also shook. I wrote this. I saw it on TikTok, I think. I mm-hmm. think. I couldn't find an idea for this week and I opened my little notes pad and it just said Les Wexner and I was like, mm-hmm. interesting. Let me look into that. And then I was like <laughs> Because I had also just there's this new song out everyone should go listen to it it's called victoria's secret by jackson it's about how victoria's secret is that she was made up by a dude in ohio and mm-hmm. so when i opened this i would have been listening to that song and i was like oh my god he's the dude in ohio like yeah. he's victoria and then jeffrey epstein was everywhere and i was like yeah. what the fuck is what going is on the here? connection here what is going on so yeah. yeah interesting stuff that's really fucked damn Victoria's Secret truly Damn. does have a really dark, dark, dark past. Hmm. And present and future. Just. Yeah. 
We can cancel it. We can boycott it. I think so, too. Victoria's I think they're probably going to be going safe. out of business. Yeah. 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 But like, we don't need it. We don't really Mm-mm. need it anymore. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure if their bras fit no one. I don't think I've ever met somebody who's like, yeah. It fit me perfectly. <laughs> this fits me well. <laughs> that's that's a great point. That's a great point. I don't wear my Victoria. Actually. Okay, I'm wearing <laughs> a Victoria's Secret bra right now. But it doesn't fit me very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. They don't. Bras aren't made for boobs. Mm, hot take. Yeah. Hot take. I'm not wearing bras. Good for you. Made for Good for you. Sometimes I wear like Fuck material you, things. Secret. It's just a lot more comfortable. But yeah. 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 It's just so. Yeah. That's really fucked up. I don't even know what to say. That's so it's messed fine. up. That's the appropriate reaction. <laughs> yeah. I'm speechless. I literally am speechless at how nasty that is. Mm mm. Mm mm. Never shopping at Victoria's Secret again. I can get my underwear from somewhere else. Or Lacenza, because Lacenza is also right. owned by Les Bexner. Damn. So, That's okay. Yeah. I never really liked Lacenza anyways, to be honest. Like, yeah. I'm really comfortable. Yeah. No. Well, let's, yeah. Let's welcome the era of comfortable underwear built yes. for real human bodies. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and not our cookie cutter cookie cutter mannequin bodies that nobody yeah. can humanly and also be built for everyone not just women who want to have sex with men mm-hmm. that is that as well yeah i like it <laughs> pride <laughs> happy june Woo! I like <laughs> all right wrap her up girl wrapping it up cool wrapping it before we tap it you know what i'm saying Thank you so much for coming to this week's episode, everyone, and for listening. If you want to hear more and see more, you can find us on Instagram at very.unimportant.people. And while you're there, you can check out our Patreon, where we post videos, um, which kind of give you a little bit of behind the scenes. We do some highlights and some kind of like rants that we go on and you get to see our beautiful faces which always adds a lot of fun and honestly the videos are edited together in a really funny way so honestly worth every penny um so check it out and you can also find us on twitter at the unimportant ppl and you can email us at haters at gmail.com h-h-t-r-s click here at gmail.com where you can send us some like music if you want to be featured on the podcast if you want to be exposed to all of our fans if you want to be famous like we are um then you know hit us up and we may or may not (laughs) may or may not uh, you know include you in that and most importantly and last but not least you can find us on tiktok and go wait is that the most important one I'm pretty sure you already talked about TikTok. You no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm not listening then. <laughs> but find us on TikTok. Do, um, join the conversation. Yeah. Um, join the angriness. And, you know, mm. give a, let us know if you agree or disagree. Either way, comment. <laughs> use caps lock. Use a lot of emojis. Leave large paragraphs. Anything that's good for the algorithm. Yeah, want to get out all of your anger and your emotional trauma. Do want to direct it at <laughs> us for no reason at all? Go for it. That's what what TikTok is for. Internet's punching bag. (laughs) Yeah, buddy, let's go. (laughs) And that's all for us this week. We'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode. Have a great.